0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Believe Sports, Business Sports Media. I am Fred, you could email us at sportsfred at aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com, so much to talk about, Uh, Art Source with us, former kicker for the Rams and the USC Trojans, and before we go any further, apparently you've had a little disagreement with the Los Angeles Times. That's hard to believe, Art. What's going on? Yeah, a
0: 45-year subscriber, happy guy. I get it digitally here in, in Pennsylvania, and they went ahead and billed me $78 for the whole year. I've been getting it like, you know, at a month at a time and paying for it. And I, I got running around for an hour and 45 minutes. I didn't speak to one person who could speak English, by the way. Uh, it was really rather unique. And they kept just, like, rolling me back to another guy. I said, you know, I've talked to you three times. Are you the supervisor and the phone person? It was ridiculous, Fred. I was thinking about you and AT&T, and I got to the point where it was so frustrating. I just said, you know what, for $78, I guess I just have to swallow it. But they're going to get a real stern letter from me.
1: (laughs) Well, so they're, they're charging you a buck and a half a week. That equals 78, but they were only taking yes. it every month, and now they take it all at once. Well,
0: they interest. Yeah. up it, in advance.
1: Yeah, you
0: it, not be here 12 months from now, Fred.
1: <laughs> Interestingly, of course, uh, you read the millions of dollars the Times have lost, and uh, we've talked about uh, their sports section, which is no longer a uh, separate sports section except uh, Sunday and Monday, and uh, they moved the letters to the editors to Sunday. They have a new executive editor of the whole Newspapers, so maybe that's part of it. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's a mess. Like big, big business again uh, trying to destroy your life, and uh, uh, I don't think there's any question. I mean, the, the big businesses think they can get away with it. With me, it's AT&T. With you, it's the LA Times and it's other people. And uh, folks, you have any opinion of taking 78 bucks in advance? I mean, again, Art might want to cancel next week, and then they owe them seventy six bucks. Uh, email us at sportsfred at aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com. Okay, um, Coach K retiring after next year. John Shire, his former guard, taking over. The argument is Coach K versus John Wooden. And let me just say this. One coach 28 Is there really years, an
0: argument, Fred?
1: <laughs> one, one coach 28 years, one coach 40. One had... Uh, Ten national titles, one had five, but one had to play six games all the time. The other guy had to play four or five in the tournament. So you tell me who you like better, John Wooden or Coach K?
0: Well, I got to tell you, in my pantheon of great college coaches, it goes John Wooden, and then it goes John Wooden, and then it goes John Wooden, and then <laughs> we get to Bobby Knight, and Coach K. Hey, Coach K is a class act. I watched his press conference. It was wonderful. I, I like the man. He's 74 years old. You know, he's done a great job. I've never heard any really negative things from anybody about him. But, I mean, you're comparing him to the Wizard of Westwood. And I just, you know, I can't can't quite go there. And, I mean, hey, what's wrong with being the second-best college coach of all time?
1: No, I mean, I'm on your side, obviously. I'm a Bruin fan since the age of five. But um, it's uh, interesting. USA Today has that, is open for discussion. Other newspapers that, uh, folks, you can read anything on the web, but right now you can read. Uh, the bottom line is, yeah. Um, uh, and you know Wooden, what? I think
0: Bobby Knight needs to be in that pantheon also, since that was his mentor. Well,
1: well, he certainly was the best, uh, I don't know, thrower of things or kicking <laughs> kickers of things. I don't think the other two did it too much. Oh, Wooden got his verbiage in. I mean, Kay got his verbiage in, but you remember
0: I... Johnny Wood would roll up that program and you could hear him kind of you know, kind of of say a few things to some referees at times. I mean, he – I mean, you know, the thing I loved about John Wooden was he was real. I got a chance to meet him in person, and, you know, um, it was wonderful. I heard Mike Patrick – or, excuse me, Dan Patrick talk about getting to interview the Wizard of Westwood, and he said, you know, you knew you had a chance when he took you into the house in his little apartment in in Encino, and he'd show you around, and, you know, he was a very humble – Amazing man, and to me, he is the top top of the, the list.
1: Uh, Coach K-1 uh, originally with white players, as the USA Today put it on uh, Thursday. Folks, were taping this on Thursday at about 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. USA Today this morning's article was uh, uh, Coach K-1 with uh, white kids, and then they went with both kids, and then they went with black kids. John Wooden won with small kids. Mm-hmm with Hazard and Goodford, then he went with big kids in Walton and uh, Kareem. So, I mean, you can make an argument uh, a, a, any way you want. Um, a Jewish coach is taking over at Duke. That's the most shocking thing of all. Duke, where it exists, North Carolina, Jewish coach, uh, John Shire, fine ball player, hurt his eye, never could play in the pros, but uh, was a fine uh, collegiate player, and he's been, what, seven or eight years now, uh, the assistant to, to um Coach hey, Jay. how much
0: trouble did Adolf Rupp get into? Uh, not not, sure not hearing enough. A rumbling, hearing a lot of rumblings out of Kentucky that they're taking his name off the arena and things of that nature.
1: Well, I mean, if, you know, nowadays, uh, you know, if you were a racist, uh, you're going to pay for it, uh, you know, years later. But, of course, he, he was. Yeah. He, you know, he only played blacks when he had to. And uh, it's, a, it's a tough word. In fact, you know, let's talk about that for a minute. Do you know what a do-rag is?
0: Yeah, it's what the guys wear on their, their uh, you know up on their hat, on their heads when they play basketball or underneath their helmets in football.
1: I never heard the term. I swear to God, I don't. Been rem- doing that. I don't.
0: That's my teammates at USC in the '70s.
1: I don't remember the term. Okay, so I'm just telling you. So I've never, I've never thought about it twice. But, but Bob Brenly, uh, the color commentator on TV uh, for the Diamondbacks, uh, made that comment about uh, Marcus Stroman. Uh, something like uh, the other pitcher wouldn't be using a do-rag. He's in all kind of heck. Your comments, uh, Artie? Well, I
0: I hadn't even heard about that. I mean, it looks to me like, you know, this this culture that we live in now, it's going to be real tough on color analysts and broadcasters. (laughs) I mean, you really got to think about what you say, and you have to really have your game face on. I can only imagine Hank Stram and, you know, Pat Summerall and, you know, Tom Brookshire and, and Kurt Gowdy in those days. I mean, it, it, it's, it's gotta be different. I mean, it, it, it's amazing. I mean, you just got to really watch what you say and, you know, they're really quick to jump on people and sometimes they're right. I mean, you know, with what happened with, uh, Brenneman last year, that was pretty scary. Hey, are our Lakers, are our Lakers and Clippers going to make it through the uh, next two days?
1: Well, ho- ho- hold on for one moment. Uh... Um, uh, last night, uh, in the NBA and Marv Albert doing one of his last, uh, performances. Now remember, he's not with the color commentator and I couldn't tell you who his color commentator is, but he said, um, and, uh, I, I am Marv Albert along with, and he might've said Grant Hill and it wasn't Grant Hill. It was another black commentator. And the, the and the color commentator said, if it was Grant Hill, again, I don't know who it was. i, I to be honest with you. He said, Oh, we lo- we all look alike. So I mean, I, Marv,
0: did he really say that, Fred? Uh,
1: yes, Marv, Marv had the wrong color commentator with him. But again, they're not next to each other. They're like and on they're TV. It's
0: different when you're standing there looking in the guy's eyes. You know who you're with. Right. And so that's he doing broadcasts like this from your house? That's got to be ridiculous at some point in time. I mean, you know, if they're going to have 135,000 people at the Indy 500 complex last week and get great ratings, by the way, you know. You can't, you can't, TNT can't
1: fly somebody to a game. Folks, you have any comments? Uh, Marv didn't mean anything by it, but uh, you know, going out, uh, you know, he's had his problems before. We'll see how that works out. Email us, sportsfred at AOL.com. dot well,
0: Guess if you're going to make a mistake, you ought to do it on your farewell tour, huh? Well,
1: wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, I don't know who the color commentators were. I can't tell. Uh, it's not the same as being able to look at them, you know, all the time and, uh, and yeah. whatever. And, you know, and they got a tough job to do because if they're on the sidelines or even if they're up in the stands, you know, in their booth, they can see things and hear things that they can't home or in this network studio, wherever they might be doing the show from. So it's a total negative uh, circumstance. Uh, All right. You asked the question. Lakers at uh, Phoenix. um, Phoenix, excuse me, at the Lakers uh, tonight. Lakers are actually a two and a half point favorite. Uh, Anthony Davis may or may not go. Who do you like?
0: I'm telling you, I think the Lakers are done. And I'm going to be honest with you. If Luka Doncic plays like he played last night, I think the Clippers are done. I still have, am still holding out hope for my Portland Trailblazers in the West. But we're going to need another Lillard-like uh, performance, 55 points, like he had the other night in a losing cause. But I really think, I really think both teams are lacking you know we we talked about this Fred you know you're the one that made the call can Davis andor you know lebron make it through the whole series well the answer was no and this young phoenix team has got some chops and they got a lot of momentum and let's see what happens tonight they might be a little big for them tonight but then again they have the home court advantage in game 7 so i mean can these two excellent teams win two consecutive at this level that seems like a tough tough gig but I would go with Phoenix tonight
1: and the points. See, I'm upset with Vogel, as I've said now for about three or four weeks. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, he's trying to switch his center positions. Harrell's got to play 20 minutes per outing. I don't care if he's shorter than Gasol. He's younger than Gasol. And he plays with extreme uh, vengeance or, I don't know, vigor. So he's or got great the,
0: intensity.
1: Intensity. Great you got to play him, and I don't understand. He only played the last few minutes when they're getting killed in the last game. He has to be the second center behind Drummond, and he's not being so. And I honestly think Vogel's got something up his behind that, uh, you know, he doesn't want to go in that direction. He's trying to find a reason for – Gasol, listen, Gasol might be a Hall of Famer, but Gasol is not what he was five years ago. And he's certainly not going to, you know, he's not an aggressive player. He's obviously a better outside shooter than Harrell. But the point is, I think you need that aggression. I think you got to play with players that are going to play like that, certainly against a team like Phoenix. And, uh, you know, talking about Phoenix, uh, Chris Paul is owed $44 million next year, right? Uh, According to the USA Today... I think the news today, or maybe it was something else I read this morning, indicated that he may uh, opt out of that and assume he's going to get more than a hundred million over two or three years. Well, he's 36 years of age. You think a lot of teams are going to pay him more than a hundred million over two or three years? Uh, he's got 44 million in the bank. All he's going to do is show up. Artie, would you show up if for 44 million? I would million?
0: show. I would show up and I'd have one more great year with Phoenix. Then I'd see how I feel. Forty-four million dollars is a lot of money, Fred, and and, and I mean, and he's got a team that he has helped build into a you know championship contender. They're young, they're aggressive. I mean, you got Aiton, you know, you, you got some players on that team. They're going to be around for at least five more years, and you know he could he could actually be a part of this this whole process. And I don't know why he would think about doing something like that. I really don't. He's got a chance to win a title. If he stays there, has a good year again next year, provides that great leadership that he does, and you know, I, I think they would sign him to a couple-year contract and play it year by year. Once you get to be thirty-eight, thirty-nine in the NBA, that's like pro tennis players—that's unheard of.
1: You mentioned uh, I mentioned Chris Paul, guard. Let's talk about the guard that you mentioned up in Portland, Lillard. I have watched a thousand thousands of games. You've watched a thousand, and I mean this in all sincerity. I saw Elgin score seventy-one. I didn't see the game where uh, uh, Wilt scored the 100, but I've seen uh, Kobe score 80. I scored Kobe score 60. I saw Magic do this or that. I am not sure. And again, they lose the game at the end. I have never. I'm not sure I've ever seen a game where a guard did what Lillard did last night in that uh, in that two nights ago in that loss.
0: Well, oh, that was an incredible performance. I love the guy for the last five years. He gets very little publicity on a national basis. Because as you say, Fred, he's up there in Portland, and you know he—it's kind of like being on the last outpost a little bit from that perspective on things. But he is for real, and it's going to be up to him and the other. You know, I mean, he's—he's he's got a supporting cast. They got to play a little defense. If they play some defense and keep the MVP Nikola Jokic under, you know, wraps, they got a chance. They really do. I think they're a good team.
1: All right, you know, I would agree with you in their four-point favor tonight. And, of course, I lived up there for six months. And the only reason I'm still not living up there, because I love the people, is that darn rain, which came down every single day. But that was in 1985, so that's 36 years ago. But anyways, um, Nerfick, uh fine player, talented player, of course, played uh, with the, uh, the Denver Nuggets, and uh, he got traded to Portland as uh, Denver chose Joe Kick over him. Nurfic is not the smartest guy on earth. You have five fouls. There's like four minutes to go. They're going up for a slam dunk. Do you have to follow? I mean, what is two points versus your four minutes? And it ended up 14 minutes because of the overtime on the court. I played a lot of basketball. So you're pulled, saying
0: he's not Phi Beta Kappa,
1: huh? Uh, oh, oh he, He's a maybe a brain surgeon, like from USC. I'm not sure. No. But but but, but 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 the point being, I played a lot of basketball, never on the pro level. I had four fouls, and if I was thought of as a pretty key player on the team, I'm not committing that fifth foul. I never fouled out. I don't know if you did, no. but I, I never and, fouled and, out in my and life.
0: Then on, on offense, you know, if I mean, if you're playing defense and the other team's on offense, you know what they're going to do. They're going, to, they're going to basically play one-on-one, put you against their best player, yeah. isolate you, and try to get you the fifth foul. That's the way the game is played. So, I mean, the thing is, and I've watched this for years, okay, and, you know, the NBA has a sixth foul and you're out. I think a lot of teams, they, they don't understand that once you get a guy that has five fouls in there, you can actually, in an NBA game, put him on offense and then, you know, Tell him to basically put his hands in his pockets. That's it. Play his zone now. That's legal in the NBA. Yep. It was a lot tougher in the old game, the old NBA game, when they had to play man to man.
1: Finally, uh, right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media, does Bob Baffert have a future?
0: Boy, they came down on him pretty hard at, at Churchill Downs. Two year suspension. That's that's rough, man. I mean, we got the 153rd running of the Belmont Stakes coming up Saturday. There will be no Bob Baffert. Um, it's it's a tough one. I think he may be done. But then again, I always thought that about Al Michaels. And now he's going to sign a million-dollar-a-year contract to stream games on Amazon when he's done at NBC.
1: Well, you know, as far as Baffert is concerned, uh, look, I grew up loving horse racing. Uh, then I found out how some of the horses were treated, so I don't love it as much. But I do follow the game. Um, I think he's destroyed – the fun for many of us, as far as the Triple Crown is concerned, um, I, I think it's fortunate that uh, Mendina um, didn't win the uh, um, uh, second leg, the Preakness, because the bottom line, if that had been the case, um, uh, now we'd really be talking about something, and and he could have been eliminated, discriminated, uh, suspended, and you know, kicked out. Fred, of they both.
0: need to have leadership at the highest level. Yep. Come in and clean that sport up, because these are beautiful creatures; they're God's cr- creatures, and they need to be treated just like top top shelf athletes. And and you know anybody, I've I read all of Dick Francis's novels about horse racing and the nefarious things that go on, not only in this country but all over the world with horse racing is pretty scary, and I think it's turning a lot of people off, much like boxing has, you know, in in, in that sense because. You know, it's just long-term, these poor horses. I mean, my God, it's just not right what they're doing to them.
1: You know, originally, of course, he goes on Fox and he calls it cancel culture uh, when uh, they went after him. Uh, I wish he had thought of the fact that the veterinarian uh, didn't shoot up the horse, just uh, put some cream on the horses behind uh, before he had said cancel culture. That upset me about as much as anything.
0: Yeah. Well, I got to tell you gonna be a great weekend of sports. You got the United States Women's Open up there at the Olympic Club in San Francisco, followed by a couple weeks with the United States open down at Torrey Pines. Um, you got basketball coming to a crucible now. The Celtics, Danny Ainge, you think he's gonna pop up somewhere? I got a funny feeling he might. Who's gonna be the next coach of the Celtics?
1: I don't know, but everybody's saying that Ainge is going to be uh, with the the Jazz. He's very good friends uh, with the Millers out uh, with uh, the new owner, the the billionaire owner uh, uh, of the Jazz. And also we have UCLA women's softball in the uh, Super Regionals.
0: I love that game. I think that's one of the more exciting games right now in sports. These girls play hard. I got to tell you, women's softball is fantastic TV. So, I mean, it's
1: amazing. Uh, so I'm five or six, I'm six or seven years of age. And I go to Erwin con uh, grammar school in Culver city, California, uh, about two blocks from the house. I come home and then I run to Blanco park, which is right next to Erwin cone. And after five o'clock, we, we play kids games until five. And after five, for a couple of years, the Culver city Comets, the, one of the world's best, uh, fast pitch softball, uh, teams in the late fifties, um, practiced on that field i became like their good luck charm so when they'd have a scrimmage they put me in right field and i'd get to bat against them now they wouldn't they wow. wouldn't throw as hard as they could because i'm six or seven yeah. years of age but i agree with you i love that game originally it was 42 feet from home plate i think they did right by moving it back to 45 because it gives a hitter a better chance but uh yeah. yeah i grew up on that that's how i learned to play all you know that's how i learned to play baseball that's how i learned to play softball and I became very uh, yeah, competitive. Yeah,
0: uh, the 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 great Eddie Feiner, I believe, was his name.
1: Eddie Feiner. In his court. Feiner, yeah,
0: Fainer, yeah Feiner, he Feiner, Feiner. It was unbelievable.
1: Well, the folks, mean, if you if you don't know what he's talking about, uh, Eddie played, I think, with a shortstop and a catcher and one outfielder, and he yeah. compete and he compete against other teams playing against nine players, and he'd win most of the time. So yeah. that's the kind of pitcher he was. Um, Artie, any final statement uh, before we go on this? Uh, I uh, believe, sports business, sports media.
0: Hey, who do you like in the Belmont this Saturday, Fred?
1: I think his central qu- quality will... We agree! Well, wait! wait well, no, no, I'm not saying he's going to win, but he'll be first or second. And the seven horse will be uh, first or second also. And um, we'll see how they go. See, Rock the World never ran as a two-year-old. So you got to give him a break. He finished 17th the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. I, so, so I think Rock the World and uh, uh Essential will finish one-two or two-one, and if you're going to bet it, bet you know put bet a trifecta both or, ways.
0: Yeah.
1: or a superfecta and stick some other horses in there because uh, yeah. one's going be to be two-to-one and one's going to be four-to-one, and uh, you're not going to get rich. But if you bet a tr- exactor or something like that, you might make a few bucks. All righty, we'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Overnight America.
0: Look forward to it, Fred, and thank you again.
1: That's art. Thank you, Mario, so very much because I cannot do a podcast worth a crap. <laughs> Believe sports business, sports media. See you next week, folks. times.
0: <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day.